things on <laughs> hello is do we thing, still know how to do a podcast is this thing on i think that you can officially say we are back on our bullshit <laughs> now look out 2022 i don't even know what i'm supposed to do am we're I back to, am i supposed to apologize am i supposed to like make excuses for myself or what what are we doing here atone for your sins listen for the sin of not podcast listen to to all the parm heads out there who, are, you know, are any of you still there? <laughs> One. But two, you know, we just got busy. <laughs> yeah. We just got busy. Well, and also we weren't really watching anything in this no, podcast was, is... When I say we got busy, I'm, I, is I was explicitly, making a joke. Like, is supposedly about us watching things um, as much as we try to kind of bend that definition as much as to, you know, to how it suits us but uh and and i i I really like i was joking about being busy but i wasn't like we actually we were working on some projects uh, you know we have nothing to show for it well we didn't want to just put out a lot of them um and we we just we weren't watching a lot of stuff we didn't have interesting stuff to say though i do have something that i want to tell david about that i saw last month that i wanted to talk about on the podcast but we didn't have a podcast and also like if you haven't if you can't tell we have a very high editorial standard on this show (laughs) And we're really particular about what we put out. And it just wasn't meeting our standards. Yeah. And you joke, but I do like sort of toil over this. And then it just never seems like I do because it's such a low effort seeming podcast that actually takes a lot of effort from both of us. We're trying really hard. It. Well, I guess speak takes a lot of work to be this (laughs) stupid. (laughs) And with that, uh, let me just say the first thing we wanted to talk about New Year you know, uh, looking forward to our bright future in 2022. Um, you know, what did we what did we choose to talk about? We wanted to talk about the not just the movie Don't Look Up, but the response to it that we very much don't vibe with. Let's say. Can I say something about 2022 first? Sure, please. Um, well, actually, I guess this is more about this is more about us not doing the podcast over the last couple of months. But okay, so I think so you, you don't you you want to take okay. So I had I tried think to if do you a listen, segue. I think here's you, I'm just gonna say it. I'm kay. just gonna say it. I think if you listen to our first episode of 2021, my New Year's resolution was to do the podcast less, and I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and so I can't. Is that true? I can't say that I'm sorry about following through with it. Is that true? Yeah. Oh damn. Okay. Um. That <laughs> that's pretty good. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've already done one segue. I don't have another one in me. We're talking about the uh, new Netflix movie um, starring every famous person you can think of, mm-hmm. written and directed. Even Timothy Chalamet. Written like, and directed not, like, you know. by Adam McKay. Um, and then with a story by David Sirota of the Bernie Sanders campaign. Yes, King. Yeah. King. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about Don't Look Up. Yes. And then we're also going to talk about the response to Don't Look Up. Taylor and has... And ha- I'm going to tell a story. Taylor has a story. story a story time. And... That's we, for the end for all the farm heads who listen all the way through. And also, I think we wanted to maybe preview and hint at all the shows we're excited about yeah. coming soon. That we think we want to talk about. And also, obviously, solicit people's, um, you know, feedback. Because we're back on the, we're back on the, the bus. We're watching stuff again. 
and Back we're, on the bus. we're if we're watching it we're, we're talking it that's Absolutely. what we've that's what we've always said on this show <laughs> that's what we've all that's our classic catchphrase i think if you've listened to anything if you listen to any episodes you know that that's what we're about <laughs> Um, so, uh, let's talk about Don't Look Up. Will you give a brief synopsis to those who, who don't? Yeah. So, like we said, written and directed by Adam McKay, Mm -hmm. who also did Vice, who also did Succession, who also did Step Brothers. He's one of the, like, you know how there's only, like, six people that are allowed to write anything anymore? Yeah. He's He's one one of those six. Yeah. And frankly, like, it is... It's so sad when you look at his whole sort of like um, career because um, I don't like to associate Eastbound and Down, which is one of our David and my favorite shows ever um, with Succession, which any listeners of this podcast know we despise despite having not watched it but we will watch it for the podcast we've already yeah, we're talked gonna t- about this yeah we're gonna talk about it we're doing it's a whole been seri- too long we're we gonna do to a whole series on um shows that david and i don't want to watch because people keep telling us to watch them. my disdain for succession though has nothing to do with adam mckay no i don't have I, any i don't I have any know. problems i'm just saying i don't have any problems with that me that this man is in any way involved in succession that's and just, i'm gonna talk about succession related to one of these that's just reviews but corporate consolidation more than anything else but <laughs> You're right, but i but but that. but it is like you know i mean i should say like in terms of like if not for adam mckay this movie like if someone else had tried to do yeah, this movie it would have been a dumpster fire well, so a lot of people say it was a lot. Of, well, Reviewers. they're wrong. They're wrong. Uh, like Adam McKay, there's like like we'll, we'll talk about problems we thought there are with the movies. And I think that it's also part of like something you and I have talked about, about maybe like why his whole thing that he's doing with movies like this and movies like Vice is not quite working yet. Mm-hmm. But it's still interesting to us. Yeah. Um, And it's still we think worth pursuing and worth watching and like worth talking about um but i'm not gonna lie david i i i yes but reading through these reviews made me so annoyed at the response to the movie that i've actually doubled down and you're like now the movie's great now the movie's amazing (laughs) the best movie and i love it yeah and it's my favorite movie like i'm literally at that point doubling down on this movie okay so So, uh david liked the movie i fucking loved it <laughs> she gives it taylor gives it five flaming comets that will destroy <laughs> the earth um, so so plot tell us what happened plot. In the movie. uh so uh like i think we already said every single famous person you can possibly think of is in this movie um the ba- the basic premise is uh leonardo dicaprio and jennifer lawrence are two um astronomers mm-hmm. almost said astrologists but <laughs> they're astronomers you have TikTok brain. <laughs> they're astronomers <laughs> now astrologists that's a movie I would have watched. Oh, we could write that. Um, and they basically discover that there is a comet coming to destroy Earth. And it is kind of the uh, trials and tribulations of them trying to convince our poisoned, sickening, sickening capitalist culture. And, go- m- and government, government mostly, that, I argue, yes. That this is happening and we should try to mobilize society to stop it yes um and their ultimate failure to do so <laughs> yes so uh i would say that's a pretty good that's description a, no that's a great description yeah. of it and obviously everyone knows that it's a metaphor for climate change um it also kind of like i mean 
just because of the last two years, it also was kind of a metaphor for COVID. Totally, um, but I, but yes, I agree. No, it's definitely, However, I mean, they've said it's about, they've said it's about climate, it's clearly about climate but change. But there are also distinct differences um, uh, with the two that I think like that where a comet um, does really, well, I guess it works for, for the pandemic too. That's I don't know. I, I just think, yeah, no, I, I guess it does. But it's, He's the only person of his position and caliber um, who can basically, you know, get any studio to 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 let him do whatever he wants? Yeah, and he seems to be the only person who is at all concerned with why nothing in our current society works. Totally, um, totally. And and I think too, like you're you're right. I mean, like these people are all like, God, this movie is terrible. It's the only movie that's trying to do anything even close to this. Right. And so you have to give it just on that alone. You have to give it credit for that. You know what I mean? Like, and it's done. David and I keep trying to sell our Jeffrey Epstein pedophile comedy. <laughs> nobody's nobody's buying. We keep saying, why, guys? We're trying to get it to Bill Clinton. <laughs> not uh, guys. I'm actually not, not to fund him. it. Just to just to like for accuracy. Well, no, for, he needs to check. He yeah. needs to research for he want, it. We yeah, need him to check our. We need to check to check our work. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but and then I do the only, only other thing I wanted to say is that it is very. Um. It's kind of done in the same style as Vice, where it is like, um, it's it, it uh, intercut with like stock footage and stuff like that. Is that right, what you're talking about? right, right, and it and like it, it has is, sort of like a real world media. The way he tells the way he tells these stories is 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 used primarily with like cultural artifacts, so like yes. TV shows or commercials or you know pop culture things, and and it really does create. Um, he he what I think he does the best is he creates these worlds that are, you know, obviously different that this different from our own, but is, um, certainly resembles. It's it. a reflection of, of yeah, of, exactly. Of course. of course. Okay. So I think we should talk about, cause like you, to, again, um, a big problem that people had with it, I think, but, but that I don't have a problem with at all about the movie is we don't really need to even talk about the plot that much. We can talk about the characters as we t- go through the, you know, um, like the reviews and stuff but like you know the uh intricacies of the characters and the plot and what's happening 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 doesn't matter as much as maybe the overarching feeling you get from it the idea of it and just like the nihilism of it right (laughs) um but the reviews basically just to summarize what people have sort of been saying about it where's uh, it at on the tomato meter oh shit i didn't look up (sighs) the tomato meter i only go by tomato meter (laughs) You live your life by tomato meter. What what do I have on the, on your tomato meter? Uh, fresh, but I mean it's borderline. It's <laughs> okay, guys. Podcast over. I think <laughs> um, it was good while it lasted. Um, tomato meter, fifty six percent. Wow, that's shockingly a smashed low. Smashed green tomato. It is a yeah. It's rotten. But the, but it's not though. That's why I never understand why they have it it's green is not rotten green is fresh and well, new and growing it, like it's a green splatter and they're like rotten it no, almost it's, it, it's almost like it's almost like these you know it's almost like it doesn't matter it's almost like it doesn't matter what the tomato meter it matters is. to me um, oh not what the tomato meter is i don't give a shit about the tomato meter. okay so continue what you were saying about the the um reception to the movie so so uh, what i can see so i have obviously uh, you know i'm on facebook guys <laughs> okay i'm on facebook uh facebook's Taylor's a boomer. I'm a boomer. Facebook pushes me. You know why I'm on Facebook? Half of the reason is to see your mom's posts and interact with your mom and your grandma. Shout out to her. Yeah, shout out Nancy. She has a she lot is, of I hope she has a lot of thoughts about the uh 
She has a lot of thoughts about two things, the um, Sex and the City reboot and the Elizabeth Holmes trial. Which, agreed. Yeah, we should have her on to talk about it. <laughs> we should. Um, but I, the second reason is uh, because, well, there are three reasons, actually. The second reason is so I can delete old things of me when they come up on my memories every day. So every morning I open up my memories and I delete old videos on my walls that are super embarrassing that I made for my friends in like eighth grade. Taylor's trying to delete her digital footprint. Yeah. I bet if I deleted my account, I'd probably delete that too. But I don't want to delete my account because number three, I'm on it to check out the very insane Facebook groups that my college has with alums from my college that are like way too personal information that they post online for advice. Okay. And how does this tie in to Don't Look Up? I really don't remember. Oh, yeah. It's because um, Facebook's been pushing me a lot of like reviews of this. Mm. I think maybe I had searched one time and then decided that that was what they were going to inundate me with for like two weeks. But um, a a lot of the consensus boils down to, uh, and you can add any that you've seen. Um, One, I I think a, a lot of people thought that don't look up was going to solve global warming. Like <laughs> they think it was going to solve the climate change crisis. Um, and when it didn't do that, they got mad. I, I don't know. Um, they, I just think some people had a, an expectation. It's not like he came out and said, this movie is doing it. It's, it, you know, doing something completely new. It's changing the world. It's going to have this big impact. He was, he it's was a movie. doing that. It's a movie. It's a movie. Like, like, you know what I mean? It's as if they had their, hopes so high for this movie for no reason well but they didn't they're being cynical i know they're just being no they're being crazy okay they uh, work for they work for outlets that are being lampooned and skewered in a movie like no 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 i I would imagine that that your opinion on this movie directly relates to the media organization that you work for that is being parodied literally the entire movie is about how shitty our media is and so then you pretty hard to imagine someone who like is sitting around, sitting in this country, especially after the last five years, you know, between Trump and COVID and is like, you know what, you know who's really doing a good job? The media. Yeah. <laughs> the only people, I would imagine the only people who think that are people whose kids work in media. Totally. And I mean, that's why, I mean, you can't write a review of this when you're in the media and yeah. be, be really have sort of like a... If you're Adam McKay, and if you're Adam McKay and you make this movie and, you know, the New York Times is coming out and calling it transcendent and stuff like that and how it's, you know, the best movie they ever made and it's perfectly calibrated. You failed. Totally. You failed. You don't want them to like yeah. it. You're like, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about how shitty you are. Well, and people and people like that, people like that are so used to culture, cultural products being exclusively for them um, because like so much of like what we make in terms of, you know, TV shows and stuff. I mean, how many TV shows are watched by 500 people but all of them write for uh yes write for some website totally and so it has this like kind of outplaced level of influence totally well that's like the the academy awards right. things like that are, are on, often honoring things that like i mean everyone went to go see fucking spider or whatever clearly not me but um you know what i mean and like no people went to see you know certain movies that they just like talk about all the time and think are so amazing though people do love that spider movie too which i just can't get behind um i bet it's good do you think the Spider movie? Are you good? talking about Spider Man? Yeah, but it's not called Spider Man. It's called like Avengers Spider Man Edition or something. That's I guarantee you that's. It's not called what it's the called. Three Spider Men. Three Spider Men, th- like they're the three wise men. Came out on Christmas, didn't it? No, none of okay. that is true. Well, anyways, it's not called Spider Man. It's called Spider Spider Madness. Okay. I'm not kidding. It's called something like that. Look it up. 
Okay, another big takeaway from reading all of these is that people just, a lot of people's take was we we can't do satire anymore, so mm. stop doing it, which is like, uh, for me, just such an annoying take. Yeah, it does resonate with me on some level. No, it totally resonates with me. I totally understand. Like, I do I think we have reached a level of absurdity in our daily lives that is in some ways like unparodyable? Sure, I do. I really do. But I don't even know that this was necessarily... I just think this movie kind of transcends that because it's not giving you a, a solution. I think the fact that this movie gives us no solution to the problem, for me, sort of erases any criticism like that. Mm. Because it's really just doing it and then being like, there you go. Right. We did it. And right. I don't know. They're not trying to purport to be anything else. Yeah. Which is so weird because actually you would ex- you would think like, I mean, especially like American liberals, they love nothing more than self-flagellating. Yeah, You would think true. that they would watch... It's it's because it's yeah, but not when it refers to the media. Sure, that's like, yeah, yeah. Like no, you're involved. right. They don't you're like right. their pressure. You're right. You're right. Attacked. You're right. You're right. They don't want their they don't want their um, industry indicted in it in any way. Totally. They want it to just be something that is happening, and it's so tragic, it's so tragic that we can't do anything about it. Yeah. No, you're right. So I mean, I, and and maybe maybe that's beside the point. Maybe like the, the satire p- in it. Like I, I don't know. No, that's something I think about all the time. Is if is if satire is possible anymore and i don't have a good answer for it no and neither do i and and i don't necessarily think i don't think the answer is to stop trying to do it no definitely exactly (laughs) definitely not like the the way they were they were talking about it is like why did he even do this yeah like we don't want to watch this again right and another part another part of that of them being like you can't satire this like whatever is also just them being like i'm sick of feeling bad Mm. about the world you get that from the sense from the ones that i was reading before we did this that it's just like they're like well we've already lived through this we don't need to look at it anymore and it's like "Mm, yeah we do because we actually haven't learned anything from it well also chill out it's not like it's two hours and 15 minutes a year it's a movie you don't (laughs) have to watch it also i mean these people do because it's their job but like it's literally a I movie. Don't know. A lot like, of them probably don't really people, have to watch it. But you know it. what another issue is, though, is the the thing with media people mm. is that they think that movies are the most important, these vital, you know, things. There are these yes. cultural, whatever. They think it's political. It's a movie. I mean, this movie is political, but I just mean like it's it's, it's content. It's content movie. has to do with politics. I don't really know if it's yes. ultimately yes. political. Okay. Point taken. Yes, I, it's literally a movie. So right. calm the f down. Which, and I think, I think. The, the there is that there is a fair critique of this movie and everything oh, Adam oh, McKay totally, does totally. that at the end of the day it is nothing other than a piece of commodified American culture and that's and the extent that which will be that way because the extent to which he can indict an entire society and culture is limited by the fact that his movie is a part of that Netflix right right like yeah. this thing is on Netflix like let's not make any mistake it, and at some point. Like to some level, it does just become another piece of content and another totally. piece of things, another piece of thing for things for you to consume, which is part of like, like it doesn't leave us anywhere than that we already weren't were, which is we have confused consumerism thinking it's politics. Totally. Right. Totally. I, I think too, like, you know, uh, he, he, he does a good job though, despite it being, yes, of course. It's, McKay? Yeah. Yes, like he definitely. does a good job with this. Some uh, a show that did it really well, Thirteen Reasons Why. That shit was nihilistic, and yes, it was created by Netflix. But fuck the the 
point of that I took away from that show was kill yourself. <laughs> well, we're not, we're not. I mean, that's kind of the, that's kind of the, the ending of oh, this movie too, though. the point of this though. movie is also like that. Okay, so, but let's talk the ending about. ending gets pretty nihilistic. And we're going to talk about that. And, and I think, uh, uh, again. Wait, can I say one more thing oh, about, please, please, about please. Uh, the, uh, like the parody stuff? Is that the one thing, like, to, that I will give him credit for in like the work in like his work and the stuff that he that he does is actually like I mean I love like you know Step Brothers and stuff like that is like I, I love that movie yes, like course. I love that movie um that movie will always have a special place in my in my heart I'm and, not a huge Step Brothers um but like you know he, he McKay, Adam McKay has done stuff like that like you know uh like let's call it like a little bit more like you know mindless uh comedy like yes. you know uh s- stuff that there's not you know it's not really supposed to be it's not really supposed to make you think it's not really supposed it's just supposed to make you feel good and make yeah. you laugh there's nothing wrong with that but he is now actually trying to do something that says he's trying to say something yes he's like actually trying to say something yeah and he's trying to um push against a lot of things and fight against a lot of things that i think are detrimental to our society of course. as a whole of course and i and there are like moments in this movie of kind of sincerity that um if it was purely just about being satirical and 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 stuff and stuff like that it wouldn't have yeah you know yeah and and like like it was like like you know the the 90s and and to an extent the 2000s were all about like being ironic Yes. Like everything was about like having a being random, being random and being ironic. And you were just kind of like supposed to be detached and have a distance from everything. He's trying to, on some level, like recapture that, that distance that we've put between us and like the world. Interesting. I guess I kind of don't feel that he's putting a distance between like what he's saying, like him as a person and as a filmmaker and what he wants to say with it from, you know, the film. I, I think it's, pretty clear that he's like screaming at us no that's what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, that's yeah. What I'm okay, saying. yeah, yeah, yeah. um i i will i do want to say too just like in terms of the like idea of parody and satire and you know uh, can we even do it anymore um clearly i think that yes we can do it people still don't even under like people still don't see it to some extent and an example is that um a lot of people i've seen sharing that section from the movie where Ariana so Ariana Grande plays basically herself like a pop star who's like you know having all this drama or whatever in the you know in the also middle of from the, movie. the Bernie Sanders campaign yes also Bernie Sanders supporter um but like in the movie she basically um you know realizes oh shoot like the uh, the, the comet's coming you know what I mean I need to do something and she joins with the scientists to uh, put on a benefit concert for, you know, awareness that the comet is coming. Okay. In the song, she sings something like, you know, pay attention to the qualified scientists or something, right? Listen to the goddamn qualified scientists. That's what the quote is. It's a riff. Yes. She's riffing. Yes, she's, she's riffing. And I, won't, I will not um, do you the honor of uh, hearing me to try to do Ariana Grande. But... A lot of people have been sharing that and being like, that's right, girl. Slay, Listen queen. to the goddamn qualified scientists like in, in response to the pandemic and, and maybe climate change. I don't know. Okay. That concert, they were making fun of that. 
they were he was making fun of the idea that a comet is hurtling towards Earth and all we're doing is putting on a benefit concert for a campaign dedicated to awareness. Right. Okay. So and and again, like, what are we supposed to do? I don't know. We can talk about this as we get in further. But he's making fun of that. Yeah. And these liberals are out here being like, yeah, just just like the movie said, listen to the goddamn call. It's like, no, we're making fun of you. So anyways, people, you know what I mean? It, it's still there. People aren't seeing it like there, there are, you know, there's a well, need and a, and a use for it. And so like, I, like the major kind of plot development is like these scientists basically like against all odds kind of push their way into the room and get the like president of the United States played by Meryl Streep to like take this seriously. Yes. And it really has more to do with like her being worried about midterm elections than anything else or something like that it's like she has this like very like cold she's dealing with political political problem and is not paying attention to what literally will kill the world in six months and so they basically like they have this you know to the extent that our society the american government is capable of mobilizing at all anymore they do and they try to like they're gonna like knock the comet off course or something i forget exactly what they're supposed to even do until they discover that the comet is full of very very valuable materials that a like steve jobs slash bill gates style tech entrepreneur wants yes and 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 it and there then there becomes this uh i think in politics you call it a uh corp a private public partnership um to uh to actually you know, we can let the comet hit. We just have to figure out where it's going to hit, and we we're going to mitigate. Mitigate. Risk. We can we're mitigate. Going to go risk. blow it up so it's only in a couple pieces. We're going to get. A, we're going to get a bunch of smart people in the room. We're going to mitigate risk. We're going to. We're going to crunch the numbers. We're going we're to go. We're going to go to South America where we totally don't interfere yeah. in you know yeah. every part of their lives. Um, an existence and we're going to we saw what you did there we saw what you did there david sirota yeah, yeah exactly and yes, adam mckay you didn't but pick chile, chile for, for nothing, for nothing. Did not pick chile for nothing. but you know what i mean like it's look I, I, into what the cia did in chile uh, yeah guys and every other south guys, american country we've definitely talked about it. we've talked too much about it okay but i really do think that people who are criticizing this for being too on the nose a lot of people are like you're just saying what we already know and you're not doing anything to add to it or whatever they didn't catch that okay for example do you know what i mean they're not thinking oh this is exactly like what happened that we don't talk about that our government continuously meddles in other governments like chile in it to the detriment of you know millions of people usually on the in- for the interests of corporations for the interests of corporations yeah and so anyways i, I just think like banana companies the idea- <laughs> banana republic banana republics uh no I, I i i just think that the idea that like oh he's just saying what we already know and not adding anything to the conversation to me is laughable like i just think it's laughable because n- this stuff isn't talked about by you reviewers, you know, in the media. Certainly not. No. So you're complicit in it. You're literally complicit. In it. So I just think that that's insane. Um, what did I, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. We were just, we were just, uh, we were just talking about kind of, cause that is what it is this moment when, you know, the, the government response is kind of hijacked by this tech billionaire that, um, I mean, I guess like what little faith, um, the two kind of scientists 
who are the kind of brains, you know, they know what's going on. Like the, the science isn't political, right? Like mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. are like, this is going to happen. And you guys need to listen to us. Yeah. And Jennifer Lawrence's character, when once it is co-opted, is basically like, fuck this. I can't, I can't be a part of this anymore. Yeah. Um, also, you know, she's disappeared by the FBI multiple times. <laughs> um, yeah. But just somehow is allowed to go to her house. And that never made any phone? sense to me. That never made any sense to me. Or is allowed Sorry, to. Sorry, Adam. That, that, listen, they want, they disappear you. They just, they don't, the they screen. don't, yeah. If they want to, if the FBI, if they want to get rid of you, they don't let you work at a Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Um, but, but, and then, but meanwhile, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is kind of like, um, he has this like very like American, like progressive idea Mm -hmm. that he can like affect change from within the system, even if the system is, um, is problematic. Dr. Fauci, anybody? (laughs) But literally David, none of the reviews mentioned any connection to Fauci or any equivalency yeah i know which is wild because he's happening. so clearly a, like a dr fauci character it's ins- i mean he's literally he's on sesame street like he's doing all the fauci stuff you know yeah and um, he's the libs love him and right but don't actually take anything from it right 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 and and i think like i mean it's it's not right to say that leonardo dicaprio is a villain in this no movie. No, 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 no 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 he's a useful <laughs> are, are we uh letting uh, letting slip that we think fauci is a villain <laughs> i mean the man has two like say well like Complete, I don't care. I, like I don't care about him as a person. He okay, could be can a I perfectly. Can I, hold on. Like can I just finish this. Uh, like the man has <laughs> two. The man has two um, mass death events on his record. That's true. Two, not one. One we could probably chalk up to not being ready. That's a mistake. Everyone gets one. Everyone gets a mulligan. Two. He has yeah. two. That's true. You shouldn't still have your job. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, I also think with Fauci too is like, it, Fauci reminds me of like- Three H- actually. Two COVIDs, one HIV. He was he was in power then? Yes. He worked the He was, He was. worked within the government. He was still He was still working for the government at the time of the HIV response. Or lack thereof. Yeah, lack thereof. Um, Fauci is like your HR representative. He tries to make it seem like he's on your side and he is out for you when really he is only interested in protecting the interests of the employer, AKA the U S government. Um, I think that he should be, he's literally a public servant to us. So he should be worried about us, not worried about the government. Okay. And I think he thinks he's worried about us, but he really isn't. Okay. Um, you want to jump into one of these reviews? Yeah, please. Okay, so RogerEbert.com stays missing the point, as always. Um, if you have listened to this podcast before, you probably know that I have a vendetta against Roger Ebert and his uh, site, uh, RIP. Um, he's dead, right? Yes, Roger Ebert okay, is Okay, so RIP, but I will talk shit about you. The website still bears his name. Yeah. Um, he uh, gave a very rude review of Josie and the Pussycats, my favorite movie of all time. That was actually him, though, right? That was actually yeah, him. Yeah. And since then, I have always hated him. And also, he has literally the worst takes, and so do the people running his site. Okay. Um, so this review, basically, let's see what the uh, the title is. It says... Oh, they don't do titles. Just don't look up. I appreciate that, actually. Don't try to make a funny fucking quip in your stupid head. We all know why we're here. We all know why we're here. It bothers me. Um, so a big takeaway from this one is I think it's just like 
he's one of the people who's basically like, well, it's just pointing out what I already know. <laughs> so this isn't even good. It's like, okay, but like, do you really know it? I don't think so. I think if any of us actually knew what the stakes are, we would kill ourselves. Well, and also... I can't just keep saying... I need to stop saying that. Sorry, trigger warning. I think that also, like, the movie... Um, I mean, the movie is kind of about how n- knowing knowing or not knowing, knowing the right information or not knowing the right information or believing it or refusing to believe it actually doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? Um, like... It, it, it really doesn't. Right. At this point. I think, yeah. But but it does, though. It fuels everything. Not really, though. But not really. Not in a way that, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I the don't movie know is about, the movie is about, like, a game that has already been, been played. Won. <laughs> and won. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But it's, right? so, we need to talk at the end about, like, what we think and so, <laughs> we should do. And so, Because like, even talking about this, I getting I got so depressed after watching this movie. Yeah, Taylor I, had a... Um, uh, Taylor I had, had a mini a, meltdown, yeah. to be honest. Because um, it is, I mean, like we're like we kind of lost already and i but doesn't that kind of invalidate any like it's like it's like it's like it's it's a colossal exercise in missing the fucking point what is this review oh totally totally like no every review of this is missing the fucking point right every review is missing the fucking because 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 you're just saying like i i'm not i'm either willingly or not engaging with this on the level yes that it, it is at totally and i mean so it also it basically another issue that this person had was um he writes uh it does not say anything new about how misinformation became a political cause or about how scandals are the true opiate for the masses it certainly has little to offer about the role technology plays in this etc 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 um and one issue I have with this is I don't agree that it doesn't have anything to say about it. I think it does have a lot to say about it. Again, if you ask this man about the scene where he says, oh, we're going to blow it up and have it land in Chile. And you ask that man to sort of like break down the socio-political uh, underpinnings to that one line. I do not think he could explain it um, in a way that's, uh, you know, interesting. Um, but I also don't like this because... It's a movie. What do you want it to do? Do you want it to be a 20-part documentary about everything that has led to our culture being the way it is now? I, I just, you know what I mean? Like, you, this movie, again, they want this movie to literally solve climate change. Well, and it's, 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 these people, it's suddenly, it, this movie is being held to a standard that no other movie no would other ever movie be held to. No other movie ever would be held to. It's and crazy. It, that is such a left, a thing that people do to leftists all the time they are held to such a different standard than literally anyone else it's yeah um so anyways and again we'll talk about like what we maybe didn't like about the movie but don't you find yourself now i find myself just defending this movie like it's my favorite movie i've ever watched yes well i mean you know even the the enemy of my enemy is yes oh my friend (laughs) um you know i know you believe that um okay so one thing interesting that I do think this review said, which I don't know if it meant this, but it's something that it like, you know, made me think about. They did say the one uh, that it's lacking, quote, populist brilliance that his other works have had. They mention Anchorman, which I don't I would think they don't have the populist brilliance that I see in something like Eastbound and Down that I see in something like uh, Talladega Nights. I think it's the I think it's the 
like main kind of contradiction in like the stuff that McKay does right now yes. is he wants to talk about the world as it is felt by normal regular people but he by is focusing on elites 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 and I, and I think that I think we would both agree that the best way to do that is to do the opposite it's to make eastbound and down yeah you know what I mean but how do you make an eastbound and down movie about climate change you you can't right so so I I understand it does what this limit it does saying. limit it limits the things that you can do it limits totally. the stories that you can tell totally. there's a moment in this movie I think you do it by doing a detective investigative you can't pitch it twice don't pitch it twice don't stop 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 okay. stop 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 um someone's gonna steal it um <laughs> Um, okay. There's a there. Can I to, please to like to speak to that because I think it's a valid criticism. There's a moment where, um, there's a moment where Jennifer Lawrence's character, who is like kind of like like a lowly grad student, she has no political power. That she has no you know influence except for the fact that she happened to discover this comet. Right. Yeah. That's what. That's the reason she's in all these rooms is because the comet has her name on it. Yes. Um, and as this thing kind of becomes like this, you know, as the, the, this impending comet arrival of this comet just becomes another piece of commodified American culture where, you know, it basically becomes like a culture war issue, you know, where it's like, it's like you have the people, you have the let's go Brandon people who are like, who are like, don't, you know, that comet's not even real. Don't look up. Um, And then you have, and then you have kind of like, the I don't know like the mainstream kind of Lib. liberal uh, pe- group of people who who are you know understand that the comet is real and that the science is is real but don't really have any idea about what should be done past that totally um and so you know she has become this like you know this figure she's become this um, lightning rod and she goes home and her parents won't let her in the house yeah because they're um, they have like let's go Brandon they're shirts cute. on. They're cute. They're cute pills. Yeah. <laughs> they're like they're and and like I saw some people criticizing that scene for the way that it kind of like um kind of you know flattens the experience of a regular person in this yeah. world, which I think it does. Even though you because you live in our world and you see the way that this world resembles it, you can kind of fill in those character gaps in your head totally. of like how this played out. But I, but I, but I think there is something to be said that it's like, um, it does, it does in a way flatten their experience totally. and the experience of these characters, which is also something we've said doesn't really work in his movies is a lot of character stuff, even for the main characters, even the, a lot of their totally. character development happens off screen. Totally. And, and so that's a good segue to talk about that because I, I do think like one of our criticisms, it, which is so funny, David, that the criticism of character development, like you're talking about, you're reading that into what he just said because it's nowhere in his review. Okay. None of the reviews I read mentioned or talked about the the sort of lack of character development or the fact that, that it is, happens off screen. It, it was all a reaction to the political nature of it. And literally, like, don't you get paid to, like, do criticism? I don't, I don't understand what these people are paid for. Well, it's also, like, I understand why people might not want to talk about the character development so much because it is pitched as an allegory. It's pitched as totally, totally. these characters. They are characters. They are people. But they also are meant to stand in for larger social forces and institutions and things yes, like that. of course. 
but I feel like you still have to talk about it. Absolutely, if you're absolutely, the movie. absolutely. And I, I think I think that like the idea of the populist brilliance. I do think that that's what that man is referring to. But I don't think he realizes he's. If we're gonna to be, it. yeah, to be, you know what uh, I mean. Like I don't be... think he can quantify that. That's what he's missing. But I think that that is what he is missing. Uh, you know, in reference to that. And Though that he... I think is a fair. Like, I totally agree, but criticism though, of though the movie. I do think he's showing his cards because when he mentions a movie that does that, he mentions Anchorman, which is about the newsman. So <laughs> yeah. he can relate to that because it's about him, <laughs> right. the newsman. Right, right. Uh, okay. But no. it's about the like the populist version of him, yes. which is a local, local news, news station. Totally, right, totally. right. Um, it's a very warped. I'm not criticizing it. I do, I do agree that that's a totally valid criticism um, of it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I would... Be, but the thing is, you can have both movies. Like, you, you know what I mean? You, one movie can't do every single thing. This movie's talking about the elites. And I would love to see a movie that's talking about regular people. Um, and I think that you can do that. I, 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 You know what I mean? Yeah, I will say, I mean, lately it seems like Adam McKay is not all that interested in doing that. No, but not him. I'm saying someone else. No, definitely. But... No, in the world we live in only very you know very there's, few there's Danny a very McBride, yeah. he's still out there doing it um we he, love he Danny. is he is uh i mean it's not surprising that they've worked together in the past oh, not at all um but uh you know all right sorry keep going so let's talk about the the new york times one. Oh, do we have to mm-hmm. <laughs> um so oh shoot now it's not letting me open it because i um guys i reached my article limit um, one of the things I clicked on was the word puzzle this morning that I made David do with me. We Whoops. love, we love how everything is behind a paywall now, <laughs> don't we, folks? Okay, well I pulled out the quotes I wanted to, so I don't even get a shit. Okay, so um, one thing that I that I thought was interesting was it a glowing review? No, it was not. It was not. Um, this one wasn't as harsh as the other ones, but it wasn't. They didn't like it. This woman didn't like it. So um, one thing that she talks about is. Comparing it to his other two recent movies in this vein, um, The Big Short and Vice. So The Big Short obviously being about the, you know, 2008 housing crisis, subprime mortgages, et cetera. Told from the perspective of people who shorted it, who, who knew it was going to knew, knew it was going to go bust and made tons and tons of money, which totally. is a problem for that movie because... As much as you want to like those people, it's hard to see them as anything other than villains because they are making gangbusters off the fact that the world economy is shitting out its doo-doo ass. So, David, hold that thought because that's exactly what I wanted to say with this. So let me read the quote then. Um, the director, or no, no, it proved easier to get into McKay's groove when you laughed at, say, Margot Robbie explaining subprime mortgages while she's taking a bubble bath in the big short than when you watched Christian Bale's Dick Cheney discussing another American war in Vice. I just want to say I fundamentally disagree with that sentiment. I think it is much easier to laugh at 9-11 jokes than it is to laugh about rich people making more money. Yeah, that's a weird take. It is such a weird take. I, I don't understand that at all. I think that the farce of the Bush administration is a lot funnier to watch than a bunch of rich mortgaged people talking about how they're just making more money and i call this the succession effect okay haven't seen succession i did watch the we did watch the pilot and we didn't like it but we're gonna do it again and talk about it um it's not funny to laugh about the fox family like i just don't think all of their like weird quirks and oh they're so mean to each other it's so crazy and kooky Ah, i don't think it's funny it's not funny at all 
it makes me really sad. And my grandpa didn't come to Thanksgiving last year because of Fox News. <laughs> so I just don't see the funny, funny, uh, you know, hilarity in that. What do you think about that? Um, I that that that's kind of breaking my brain. I don't know what to think of that. It's just such a weird thing to say because it's like, like I mean, I guess on some level they're they're saying that the uh, the like Bush administration. Yeah, uh, you know, it it like indicts like a larger idea of like America or American institutions or something like that. But the idea that Wall Street doesn't embody that same thing. I think it's, I think it not only embodies the same thing, but it embodies like the closer to the core of it. I mean, well, also you're, I mean, but not not even that you're talking like about the two, the two sides of like the American like coin. Yes. Like both of those things. Yes. But why are we okay laughing about the rich people? It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. But also we're suddenly not okay with, you know, talking about we're suddenly not okay about Iraq when really nobody right. gave a shit about fucking Iraq. Right. Um, nobody gave a shit about Afghanistan until we were leaving and everyone was like, I can't believe we left. Right. No. You, we were there for 20 years and we just got scammed out of a ton of money and no, no, no. It got does, a bunch of people killed. It does. I mean, it's like imagine a world where, because it does, all these criticisms, they take place, they do not take place in a in a reality that I live in. No. You know? No. I mean, like, like imagine Mc, Adam McKay does a movie instead of on Dick Cheney, on Henry Kissinger. Mm-hmm. The secretary, like the secretary of state, you know, like yeah. the architect of everything bad about it. Like everything the having keeper, to do with Vietnam. Like, you know, literal, mass murderer. Literal 110-year-old fuck. Of Southeast Asia. And you, like you can see the responses being like, well, it's hard to really see what McKay is saying that has not already been said. And it's like, really? Because Henry Kissinger <laughs> is still is still giving talks at NYU. Henry yeah, Kissinger yeah. is still going to baseball games with people who worked in the Obama administration. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the idea that these people that, that, that are indicted in, in his films ever get their comeuppance in our reality is is a that is a farce. Talk about totally. a farce. Totally. I mean, no, a, the, the, that's the thing. Like they're not saying that we've passed the point of satire. They're saying that, oh, well, there's nothing else to say, interesting to say about it. Right. Not it's a weird true. time to be cutting off the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, what this woman says is some of McKay's biggest targets are um, have, 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 have targets here have already reached maximum self-parody or tragedy or both. What's left to satir- satirically skewer when facts are derided as opinion, et cetera, and then goes on like a lib, you know, monologue about how nobody believes in about facts fake anymore. News, fake news and stuff. Um, but I just think it's so. What do you mean? What do you mean? What more is there to say when we haven't, no one has fucking done anything and we don't know what's going on and, and no one will admit that things are like, it's crazy. What also, are you talking about? Like it, it does. You We're know, living in a hell world and I'm there's su- nothing to be said. I'm surprised it took us 45 minutes to bring up the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Ugh, guys, um, we should do an episode on that. But <laughs> you know, it is kind of like, I mean, I mean, talk about a prime example of a, you know, something that, Every, you know, every corner of power in our in our country had their hands in the Epstein thing. Yes. Every single one, like whether it be presidents, whether it be like acclaimed like TED Talk giving ass scientists, you know, private cat, like, you know, uh, have we gotten, venture capitalism. They were all involved. Have we gotten more pilled on Epstein since we last talked to you? Yes. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if it's possible. If it was possible. We were already but, pretty. <laughs> and then you get an entire trial. Yeah. Of nothing. 
of where no one is held accountable on purpose because they don't i mean nothing happened they don't want you to pay attention right they were just like oh she'll just go to jail till she dies and right they'll be fine also she's on quote suicide watch now guys guys so like it's again like what 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 universe what alternate dimension is this review coming from where where we don't need to talk about this or we've talked about it too much or nothing new where the, said or where the, the, or or he's or he's not allowed to just be yell at you and right, be mad right. which i think anyone is allowed to do i i don't know and again going back to the fact that this is he he's one of the few people who even seems to want to talk about the fact that nothing fucking works yeah and i think like exactly <laughs> It's just crazy to me. Okay, can we then talk about the the last one that I want to talk about, which was um, Rolling Stone. Quote, don't look up or you might see one bomb of a movie hurtling right toward you. I'm starting to like Roger Ebert more. Just the don't <laughs> yeah. look up, which is the name of it. Rolling Stone. Then, then they Rolling have Stone sub- has, uh, I mean, a once very prestigious publication <laughs> has really. Uh, well, they have, then the sub the subheader is. Adam case satire imagines an A-list cast fretting over a giant comet threatening our planet and can't crawl out of the tar pit of its own bone-deep despair. Yeah, motherfucker. No, it can't because the bone-deep despair is so fucking bad that we can't even do anything anymore. Mm. Like, I well, don't know. Maybe I, I think that... I just think, I just think it's easier. I think writing that review is easier than the alternative. You know? Yeah, I, I think it's just which yeah. is to accept. Maybe, I mean, I think which is to accept their place in a larger in a larger system. Totally, I think that there are a lot of problems that this is really showing me that you know people are not nihilistic enough. You have to be like, like Adam McKay is nihilistic in, in a different way. He's about I as nihilistic as a fucking rich person can be. No, as nihilistic as a rich person. But I mean to say, like true nihilism or you can correct me if i'm wrong because you understand more about philosophy than i do but true nihilism to me would be knowing that nothing matters and not caring right he knows that nothing we do matters we are literally going to die and we can't do anything to stop it but he cares so much and it makes him so sad. Should we, uh, you want to talk about the ending? Because I feel like it ties in with this yeah, idea to- about being nihilistic. Um, those are, those are, guys, do you remember, sirens. do you remember the sirens? We you guys missed the, the sirens. You missed them, didn't you? You, miss you those sirens. You sickos. Listen, listen to them. There, those are for you guys. Oh, that's for you. Um, so the movie, like the, so, uh, to sum it up, like the, eventually both of the scientists are basically like we can't be a part of this anymore um the uh the kind of bill gates guy basically builds like a very like spacex style thing he has this proprietary this proprietary technology that he's going to use and his company is going to build all these things with the help of the u.s government and they're gonna like they're gonna like what like blow up the comet before it gets there or something so that they can the things still land on earth right yes they are going to crash into chile and it's going to kill hundreds of thousands of people but the government there's okay with it because they're going to get some cut of the profit and it's not gonna and they're and they're basically going to be able to mitigate to mitigate the risk while still harvesting all of the minerals that they that they yeah and by mitigate the risk we mean kill hundreds of thousands of people around the world meanwhile the all the other characters who you know despite like being um you know trying to kind of do this like mad dance to save the world have um like built some semblance of an of interpersonal relationships yeah (laughs) um come together and are like 
we're gonna have dinner yeah um and i i I don't remember where i read it but apparently like that ending was rewritten a couple of times Uh uh they like apparently which i'm not surprised they didn't they weren't really sure how to yeah, how land. do you land that plane? How yeah, do you end totally, this movie? totally. Um, what did you think about the the ending? Um, I loved the ending. I thought that's the only way that it could end. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, you know, in the end, they, you know, the comet is hurtling towards us. Uh, nothing worked, and the government fucked up. And you know, the rich people are getting on a spaceship and heading out to space to save themselves. And the rest of us are left here on the Earth to burn um, in a fiery pit of despair for in you know well for 0.0 seconds because we all burn up immediately on Mm. impact um so anyways uh i just think that that is literally what's going to happen to us um yeah so i don't know i thought it was the only ending that there could have been um there's no way out of this i also loved that um what he did was because liberals are literally like um, like we already know, like we know that global warming is bad. So like stop lecturing us like this re- review literally says that this is a righteous two hour lecture masquerading as satire. OK. If you already know, then why are you still doing awareness campaigns? Because what the end is skewering is the idea that all there's left to do for these people is to just make an awareness campaign about the comet is real. And after after the date has passed to be able to fix this thing. Right. We cannot do anything about it. The only thing left to do is do an awareness campaign and do a benefit concert. And Which have ultimately a grassroots little organizing. They do like thing. they do like Coney twenty twelve, but they for do, the yes. comet. And yes. of course it fails. Of course it well, does not nothing. Fails. It, it, it has no. It was never. There, it there's was never, no purpose to yeah, it. So yeah. it's it. The, the amazing thing. It's is, worse than failing. It's worse than failing. Yeah. The amazing thing is not that it fails. It is that it fails to have a point to it. It's literally just like so nihilistic that it's like, well, we can't do anything. We can't fix it. Um, the problems with our society are too big for for us to do anything about it. Right. Um, and I kind of feel that way. I mean, like I I. I was having a conversation with my parents recently where they were like, well, you know, if voting's not the answer, you know, whatever, what what can we do? And I'm literally, I have no response. I don't know what to do. All the problems that face us to me right now in this moment where I'm sitting here talking about this movie feel too big to do anything about. And I really think we're all going to burn in a fiery pit of hell. Anyways, happy 2020, guys. Um, looking <laughs> but, forward to this year. No, no, but you know what I mean? It, it is like a... Well, sure, but that's the the the... The thing is, is that, you know, we will, uh, we will not get the, no one on earth will get the benefit of a comet coming and immediately ending all of life on this yeah. planet. Like the, this, the march of climate change is going to be slow and it's going to be, um, drawn out. It's going to affect large you know at first it's going to only affect places that you know global capitalism has already left for dead um which is going to obfuscate obfuscate the problems because people there's going to be refugee crises all over the world and no one's going to really understand why yeah why are people moving why it's because the places there that they were living ha- are now are underwater happening like right that where people are like right don't understand that right this is what's what's happening to us but i i will so but the thing that i was going to say was the I think that the nihilism that people are picking up on is not the nihilism of Adam McKay. It is the nihilism of 
American society. He's not doing it. <laughs> right. Do, that it, right. American society is nihilistic. <laughs> right. Right. And that is what, that is my ultimate take is that it is not, that like that is not the handiwork of Adam McKay or his portrayal. Like they, like if, uh, his response to that nihilism yeah. is something akin to like investing in, solidarity with other people yeah um yeah. which i think given the circumstances is about all any one person can offer but anyone I, else but, but it's interesting because i yeah but i don't think that i wouldn't say that that's true i i true don't think, that's not true that's not what he's saying i don't think so okay because I, solidarity to me means um has a more active it definitely does and, and i honestly don't think that that's what he's saying i think he's saying that there's no answer, but all we have left is just to, you know, be happy with our family or try yeah. to do something. You know, I don't know. That's not exactly right. But but I don't think I literally think the point of the movie is that there's no answer and we're all going to die. Uh, that's what I took from it. I really don't think he gives a solution. And no, he definitely me, no solidarity he... and community building. And, and well, it's not a solution as much as it is a response. And I think his response is some sort of investment in you know authentic relationships with other people yes. which i think is maybe like the the soil that kind of solidarity and social action kind of like grows out of um sure but i think that we definitely agree with what you said I definitely uh that. And, but i the only the only other thing i would say is that he there is a clear for a uh movie that kind of weirdly like has like a weird skew when it turns when it comes to like class. Yeah. Um it, that isn't so much a problem at the with the ending because the ending is you know everyone in the world versus 15 of the world's, you know, 35 yes. of the world's richest people. Yeah, I mean of course it's exactly what it right. is that you know in the end the only people that we should all be united against are those, you know, 50, right. you know, billionaires that and it are is, doing all of this harm. It does. I think it does not lose sight of the kind of like, like, like sociopathy of that comes with that kind of idea of rampant capitalism and growing like, you know, wealth to insane yeah. proportions in that like, nothing will ever satisfy that desire. No. Like you, like there is no, it's not like, oh, they, darn, the, these people, like they, they got to go to another, they got to go to another planet. They're just going to figure out how to fuck that one up. Yeah, of course. Like the, that insatiable kind of like desire for, for, for more and more money that is kind of like the premise of our entire society um, is, like it's not it's not something that he that the movie even loses sight of no, at the I mean, end i do i do think and i do think that like he is giving an answer in a certain way because the answer obviously is we need to take those people out of power by you know making them not billionaires anymore and yeah. topple this capitalist system that we right. are all living under but he just doesn't give a way to do that and i shame on him he should have figured out for not knowing change. how to restructure our should've society. Restructured our entire society, given us the, the answer to solve all of our problems um, in his two hour 
movie. All right. Okay. I, I think it's time for my story. I think we've talked enough about Don't Look Up. Overall, we liked it. These reviews make me want to literally stand this movie and have it be my favorite movie. It wasn't. <laughs> like, I thought they had two main characters, which usually I'm fine with, but they didn't focus on either one of them enough. Like, there were issues with it. I was like, okay, it was a good movie. Um, also, we see... Agreed. Oh, most movies are fucking horrible. Yeah, agreed. So, anyways. Okay. So, here's my story, guys. Um, I hope this is worth it if you tuned in all the way to the end. So, Devin Druid. Do you know him? No. 13 Reasons Why He Played Tyler. The uh, the journalist. The journalist. Exactly. He's first and foremost a journalist. He's first and foremost a journalist. Okay. So he um, is dating. Okay. So, well, actually, let me just start off. I just wanted to make it clear that there, there's a reason this does tie into the podcast. But um, date, I, I've never been a dog person. I never had dogs growing up. But, you know, it would be cool to have a little dog in our apartment hang out with us maybe i don't know i'm window shopping anyways i followed a lot we can't have dogs in our apartment i followed a lot of rescue accounts in los angeles of like dog rescues um because you know they post cute puppy pictures and i can look at them and you know pretend that i'm gonna get a dog um the rescue world in los angeles according to one beth nelson is very cutthroat there's a lot going on in there a lot happening a lot of drama um one Devin Druid, Tyler, uh, was pulled into this drama recently, this month. Okay. So I'm going to explain to you how that happened. His girlfriend is named Annie Marie. Never heard of her. Um, she has 113,000 followers. She um, posted pictures of uh, her fostering some dogs. Her and Devin were fostering some dogs in December. The next post she has is literally a post um, about how all of the dogs they were fostering had died and how it was actually the rescue's fault. And she literally posted a video of a dying dog. I'm sorry, they were Instagram. fostering these dogs. They were fostering okay. these dogs. Okay. Um, so they, then, were, they had to give them back at some point. <laughs> oh, they had to give them back, but they all died. Right. Um, so Before then, that was possible. Then the rescue responded. She made a video just just totally ripping this dog rescue to shreds the rescue responded with receipts they were like really annie marie we're gonna read read you the rights about the fostering and they just went down the line well actually you didn't go to the vet at the time we allotted and actually well at this time 10 42 you texted us this whatever text messages responses blah 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 okay then annie marie and dylan respond again talking about the rescue saying this is a lie this is a lie we have receipts we have receipts we have receipts okay so they're literally in a full-out internet feud about three dead dogs with an animal rescue in, in los angeles then a little while passes i don't hear anything else about it next post dylan has lost his cat something's something's up I, i'm just saying, this is like fauci like it's like I'm one dead just, dog one dead dog it's on it could it could be is an honest I'm mistake saying. Well, there were three dead dogs. Three dead dogs and a cat? <laughs> so anyways, that's really the whole story. I just thought it was very funny that he got in a literal beef with a, an animal rescue in Los Angeles over dogs that died under their <laughs> under their. Wait, so what's, but what's the, what's, what's Okay, outcome? my take is that it was no one's fault because frankly, people act like, okay, the animal rescues in. Oh, I'm going to sound like this. So, okay, let's just not. No, let's no, just no, not. no, 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 no. Because what I'm going to say. I don't, is what, I don't like where this no, is going. No, 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 no. <laughs> what I'm saying is, 
Taylor, it's our first episode back. No, no, no. I gotta say, they will literally spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to save a dog that has no legs, no ears, (laughs) no eyes, and um, can't shit unless you literally squeeze its stomach and push it out every 20 minutes. Like a toothpaste tube. Like a toothpaste tube. What, okay, um, and they will literally spend these people. I'm not kidding. They share these on their stories. You guys should follow them. It's actually wild to watch what they do. They will like raise thirteen thousand dollars to literally save this dog so it can live. It's it's an it's an eighteen year old yeah, dog. Yeah. It has no legs, no ears, and they're trying to so it can live for two more months. Okay, there is a homeless crisis. They do not care. You have that much money. I'm so sorry. That dog probably had a good fine life. Okay. You should be giving it to a homeless person who needs a house. Okay, okay I, I'm serious. What? A, okay, what? I don't remember. Did what. they kill their dogs or not? Okay, so my take on it is that again, I do think that like um, the dogs a had lot some of re- serious health. They had problems. some serious health problems, and a lot of rescues. I understand like wanting to save as many dogs as you can, and I really, really appreciate that. However, there is a point at which you're just sinking money into a dog that is not going to survive this because of whatever. And, you know, breeding is a huge issue. Do I think people should be breeding dogs? No, we have way too many dogs that need to have homes. They shouldn't be doing this. Um, But uh, I do think that they, she, they also were doing some shady shit because like... Who's who's they? The Dylan, it sounds like, because the rescue was like go to our vet that we have a deal with so we can get this money paid for or whatever and then she was like no i'm bringing it to this other vet that they didn't approve and then she was like well you know can't do is this like the is this like the agent on the hollywood complex who's getting all the kids to work for that definitely to to represent all the kids and first thing they're doing is sending them to get headshots from from their their husband from their husband definitely definitely bit of a racket yeah bit of a racket i think okay but um no probably not um maybe i don't know i have literally no no idea about that but um we'll never know we'll never know we'll never, we'll never know. know but i think it's it was, no one's fault I think it, was mo- it was no one's fault the dogs were just really the sick dog, and they yeah. were gonna die no matter what anyone did now the I cat the cat was just lost <laughs> to one pandemic two pandemics. wait the cat the cat was lost I think the cat maybe was found the cat was lost it didn't die oh. but they were like going out being like everyone help us find our cat that oh escaped. i must i misheard you i thought you said the cat died well it might right it might have. we okay. don't know so yeah um i'm actually looking now i think they found their cat okay um good for them Ugh. good for them that was a great good to catch up <laughs> good to catch up with this is her. what i've been i did really like i read so many comments so many so many threads i watched live. well they're they're you know he's a friend of the show he's so a friend it's of the important show. to and keep Devin, up with i don't think you did anything wrong i literally just think that dogs doesn't were probably sound like sick did, no. and probably we're gonna die no matter you did your best effort okay um do we want to say very quickly kind of what we're thinking in terms of stuff we're going to be watching yes well I, there's i already mentioned that we're going to do a series on shows that other people keep telling us to watch that we don't want to watch because other people other people keep telling us to watch them also meaning our our listeners no but um, we listen to our listeners telling that's us what true. to watch that's true. i'm talking about like, but i'm just saying we're, we're we're taking suggestions anyway so if you want to throw some in sure sure and and, and but, but we but, are going to do the the kind of heavy hitters that we've been avoiding so succession uh, euphoria. euphoria queen's gambit literally my parents again i'm trying to leave uh, they had dropped me off at my car at, they were in their car i'm walking away they're like well but let's just say one more thing about okay well queen's gambit you would really like it. they will not shut up so we'll be watching that um so, anything else there's a lot of, there's a well and then we have two shows that are we're 
that we really, really love that are both coming back very soon, um, both on HBO Max, actually. Uh, the Righteous Gemstones, and uh, that's season two um, after a mm-hmm. very strong season one. Yeah, and a, too long <clears throat> to make me wait. And um, and then the final season of probably our favorite show, Search yes. Party. I mean, talk <laughs> about a show that's able to capture the cultural moment in a way that is perfect yeah I and was literally we've i think we've mentioned it on the podcast a couple of times but we've never really talked about it so you know um I'm, i think all of the old seasons are on hbo max too so if you haven't seen it you it's it's just so good it's, it's amazing so good. or pirated or something um and but and then you know we'll we're, we want to talk about that because it's the last season of a show that we really love 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 guys so that's it us? we're back <laughs> We're back. And Cruel Summer will be coming back. Yeah, Cruel Summer. I haven't seen when that is. Not I don't for think a while, that's probably. yeah. Um, but I did see that uh it looks like based off of what some people are saying, um, that it's gonna be more of an anthology kind of thing as opposed to Yeah, 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 yeah. As they opposed were to um picking up like continuing. Which is good. Season I think one. that's great. I think that's great too. I would be really happy leaving that where it where it is. We're big I I, I think more shows need to go in the anthology Definitely. direction. It'll I it just agree. I just think um I mean talk you know, with the complications of like all the stuff we talked about, like you know, the ways it's very hard to tell, you know, a story like about climate change yes. that is also about regular people and stuff like that. I think one of the ways to get around that is to have a show that is able to kind of morph m- and morph but also like, you know, stay in the same kind of general universe say stay in the same world tell different stories i mean like the classic example is true detective yeah where like yeah that was only successful twice but those two seasons happen in the same world yeah they're so great the third season references the first season Mm -hmm. you know and so and and so i think you know um i just think more shows should do that so we're excited to watch both of those guys let us know yeah how have you been like are you okay like yeah like how's your How's your mental health? You you Mine's up? Mine's not good. <laughs> you up? This is the podcast equivalent of a you up text. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Bye, guys. Bye. This time you think you won.